Hey there, welcome back to another episode of CubiCast. Are you hoping to learn more about unions or progressive movements? Then you are in the right spot. I'm Brittany Nisbet and I use she, her pronouns. And I'm Tiffany Balducci, she, her pronouns, reminding you that we're the only podcast of our kind, combining union info, pop culture, and more. Kicking ass for the working class, one podcast at a time. Whether you're a member of QP, in a union, wish you were in a union, or just found us while browsing, you're definitely in the right place. And I'm Elise Lelai, she, her pronouns, and today we'll be chatting about picket lines, strikes, what to do when you see a picket line, famous picket lines, and more. You're listening to QPCast episode 18, Timbits or Samosas, the best picket line food and more. This month went by so quickly. I feel like I blinked and it's already over. I find that that happens when there's like a holiday right in the middle of the month. Like you may be celebrating and looking forward to it. So that's like the only thing that you're focused on. And then when it's all over, you're like, oh my gosh, I only have two weeks left Mm -hmm. in this month. Totally. October has been a season of change and celebrations for sure. And a lot of extra food. Uh, (laughs) So much turkey, turkey soup, squash, pumpkin pie, pumpkin spice, all of the things. (laughs) Yeah, I personally am team pumpkin. I love pumpkin flavored things. So yeah, that's it's like one of my favorite times of the year. But speaking of food, why don't we dive into our topic this month, which includes what's the best picket line food? So for me, okay, so I know the title is Samosas or Timbits, but I actually really love both of them. The reason why I love both of them is because, well, one, they're both vegetarian, but also they're both like really quick, like finger foods. Um, And I find it like really just like quick and easy to like grab one and like eat it. Whereas whenever people give out things like pizza, I always feel like it's just like so much for me to just like walk around with because I'm just like walking around and you're chanting and you're handing out flyers and stuff. So I kind of like the like small like finger foods the best. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's perfect. And it doesn't have to be either or you can have a samosa and then a Timbit. And I know people who've that's been on true. strike for a long period of time get really tired of both of them. But um, <laughs> I find them okay. I agree with you, Elise. So it's much easier if it's something you can have with one hand in case you have like a flag in the other hand or you're recording on your phone. Yeah. Um, so I, I know I've seen some picket lines where they've had um yeah, like empanadas and other like foldable mm. foods. Uh, but one of my favorites mm. that I've seen on a picket line, which was not easy to eat on the picket line, though, was uh, <laughs> <laughs> someone had made a cake, like a very beautiful what? cake that Ooh. said strike to win on it. And it was gorgeous. Oh, yeah. And it was it was sweet. It, yeah, it was. And it got, you know, it bolstered some good moods, too, and everything. I was like, look at this cake. It's beautiful. Not so easy to eat, though, on a picket line. So I will say that. But it was very tasty. Mm. Oh, that's so, you know what? Like that makes me like when you said cake, I'm like, I wonder if like mini, like the mini, like bite-sized cupcakes or like those mm-hmm. bite-sized brownies, like oh, those two bite yeah. brownies would be good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, good. I, I haven't actually ever been on strike. Like my local and the my work, we've never been on, on strike, uh, mm-hmm. but I supported like a bunch of lines. I go to all of the mm-hmm. lines in the area and I, I support them as much as I can. So I've seen a lot of like, I've seen apples and bananas. Which, like, I appreciate because I feel like with, like, although I was just talking about brownies, I feel like with, like, (laughs) sugary stuff, you might get a crash after. Yeah. And that might not be good, right? Being on the line and then crashing, sugar crashing is probably not a good idea. I've also seen granola bars. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
And I feel like those would be good. I also feel like um, the energy bites that you can get, like those little energy balls, those would maybe be good too because they're like quick one bite things. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I've Mm -hmm. also seen, like Elise was mentioning, I've seen pizza and Timbits a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, But I heard that our secretary treasurer, Yolanda McLean, makes jerk chicken for jerk chicken for picket lines. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I think that would be like so tasty. I was thinking, like, if it's, like, a damp and dreary day, like, such a hot meal is, like, such a good pick-me-up. Yeah, especially if you're going to be on the line for, like, a long period of time, like, an actual meal is definitely a great idea. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yeah, I've actually seen this firsthand at um, the picket line at the Toronto Toronto Zoo Workers were on strike. And it was really a great time to visit the line because Yolanda had brought along jerk chicken. And Mm. also, (laughs) folks were hosting like zumba and fun activities on the picket line well fun for me i thought it was fun there was like group group dancing and stuff yeah so it was really it was really cool day yeah Yeah. my um i think it was my past president said that if we were to ever go on strike or if she's ever to join like a strike line um that she would be looking at leading like tai chi that would be be Right? Like, what a yeah. different idea. And Tai Chi is, like, not so, like, like it seems to be, like, a little bit more slower moving. So it seems to be a little bit more, like, most people could maybe do it. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, Zumba, I can't do Zumba. I'm not coordinated. I look foolish. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, well, you never know. You never know. That could be the fun yeah. of it. That could be the fun of it. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. Um. So do either of you remember the Writers Guild streak in, like, uh, strike in, like, 2007 to 2008? You know what? Yes. I don't actually remember it like happening like when it happened in like 2007, 2008, but I always remember hearing about it like later. Mm-hmm. And I remember reality TV was really thriving at that point because they didn't need writers. So, <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're yeah. the producers of The Bachelor, in which case I feel like there might be some writers in oh, there. Oh, some scripting, some scripting. Yeah, true, true. Maybe, maybe. I don't know, though. Um, Well, did you know that when that strike was happening, the actors that were supporting the lines, they actually began to, like, one-up one another on, like, what food they would bring to the line? No way. That's awesome. What did they bring? So I was looking it up, and, like, I found this uh, slideshow in the LA Times, and it's got 12 slides, and it talks about 10 actors. And so... We'll link it in the show notes so you all all of you folks can uh, look at it. But the slideshow begins by saying it started simply enough. On the first day of the Writers Guild strike, Jay Leno brought three boxes of Krispy Kreme donuts to the picket line outside of the offices at NBC's Burbank studio. Down the street, Rachel Griffiths went uh, for a Starbucks run for the writers on the Disney lot. And then elsewhere, Patricia Arquette sent the medium writers cookies. So by the end of the second day, the celebrity food stakes had already been one-upped because Eva Longoria sent lunch in the form of Domino's pizza. And by day three, Jimmy Kimmel was providing a full spread of Mexican delicacies. It can't continue forever, but for now, celebrities have one or two ways of showing their support for the striking writers. Number one is to strike with them. Number two is to send them food. So that's uh, and then end quote. So it goes on to say, like, who brought what, when they brought it, how they delivered it. And then the folks who did this even rate it based on the quote unquote guesstimated health level. And they <laughs> add what the celebrities food says about them. Oh, wow. that's too funny and very detailed. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> 
It was so good. My one of my favorites, it was just super entertaining. And it's like one of my favorite slides was number four. So it talks about how Rachel Griffiths brings uh, Starbucks and on the guesstimated health level line, mm-hmm. uh, she got a 10 out of 10. But the explanation was, well, caffeine can be a necessity. And then under the like what this says about them, it reads, it was thoughtful, if not grande gesture, but still a clear <laughs> sign of appreciation. Yay. I appreciate that pun there for sure. <laughs> I thought you might. That's kind of why I included it. <laughs> Thank and you. Then, you're welcome. <laughs> and then William Baldwin delivered Starbucks a couple of days later, and he also got 10 out of 10. But the comments under what this says about him mentioned, nice gesture made even nicer because he stuck around until he had less than 10 minutes until his call time. Oh, that's so nice. I thought so, too. There are a ton more, like so many more. Those were just a couple of like the ones I wanted to pull out because they were my favorite. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, we'll link it all in the show notes so you can check it out. And and then maybe if you are supporting a picket line, you can gather some ideas. Definitely. That's great. Thanks for sharing that. And, you know, aside from bringing food to a picket line, which is always appreciated, uh, there's so much more you can do to help and support. And our friends at Teen Vogue actually wrote a great article about this titled Crossing the Picket Line, What You Need to Know About Strikes. Yes, we love Teen Vogue and this article. We'll definitely link the article in the show notes for everyone. Yeah, definitely. And and spoiler alert, it, even though it says crossing the picket line, it encourages you to definitely not cross the picket line. But the article <laughs> goes on to explain things like what is a scab and the difference between a boycott and a wildcat. And it does define what crossing the picket line means as well. That is so excellent. Yeah, I mean, the one example that is used to explain how crossing a picket line is disrespectful, uh, and I'll just quote, uh, in the fall of 2018, over 7,700 hospitality workers went on strike in a massive nationwide hotel work stoppage, but multiple unionized professional sports teams from the New York Yankees to the Philadelphia Flyers ice hockey team, which I'll just do an aside, which is really sad because Gritty is their... uh, mascot and gritty's like no (laughs) yeah so that makes me sad but because they violated i'll go back to the quote now violated a cardinal rule of the labor movement by crossing the hotel workers picket line to stay at local ritz carlton hotels while traveling for games it goes on to say Mm. the teams who cross the picket lines have incredibly strong unions backing them and enjoy the benefits of said union's lucrative collective bargaining agreements thanks to the players union the yankees and the 29 other major league baseball teams covered are among the highest paid athletes in the world with players paychecks running well until the millions wow that's so shameful yeah yeah and as unionized workers themselves these team members should not have been crossing the picket line the article also explains that the team members were made examples of online because they should have stood in solidarity with the workers many of whom are people of color immigrants and women These Mm -hmm. folks are low paid and marginalized, and they took a very big risk in striking. But they were fighting for higher wages, better working conditions, and strong sexual harassment protections. The sports professionals have all these things as unionized folks, so they should have stood in solidarity and refused to stay at that hotel. In fact, Mm -hmm. if they had supported the lines, it's likely they would have made a very big statement to the hotel. Oh, mm-hmm. huge, huge. Because like the Ritz Carlton is also not an, is not a cheap hotel to stay at. So like it would have mm-hmm. cost them mm-hmm. like hundreds of thousands of dollars. 
So the article says, uh, it carries on to say that union members across all industries owe it to them to support their efforts, no matter how different those industries may seem. For a union member to cross a picket line, as these sports teams did, is a sign that either they do not care about the strike or they have actively decided to go against it. So this situation is very clearly not the way you support a picket line. Yeah, not at all. And I'm still very upset about Gritty. I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so sad. Yeah. Um, I, I personally have like always been of the mind that like if I can't join the line myself for whatever reason, let's just say like I'm driving by, um, I always honk my car horn to show support. Uh, and I always make but I always do make a point to like pop by if I'm able. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, honking your car horn is popular. I try to do the, when I'm honking my car horn, I try to do the saw, 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 solidarity, like, does that make sense to anyone else but me? I don't know, but that's what I try to do. <laughs> well, it makes so, sense to all the listeners now, too. <laughs> yeah, everyone try it. Let me know how it goes. And it's an easy way to support the line for sure. But there's another, you know, few uh, other good ideas. Um, you can always post your support on social media. Uh, Definitely, you're going to want to educate yourself uh, and chat with your friends and family members about what the workers are striking for. And it can help be helpful if you hear anyone speaking negatively about the strike because Mm -hmm. you'll have those talking points. Uh, If you don't want to go by yourself, you can get a group of folks to go together with you. The more, the merrier. Uh, You can always host a sign-making party where you can make signs for the striking workers uh, to show your support and either, you know, put it up on your in your window or you can just bring it with you to the picket line of course we've already mentioned bringing food and snacks so we talked about a lot of snacks that that uh, you could bring but creativity can go a long way too uh, as as many people bring the same thing if you can't make it you can get things delivered to picket lines too uh you just have to put it in yeah, so a lot of locals will send deliveries, or you can always just put something. <laughs> I've seen people put things in cabs, and then depending on if you have a cab service where you're at, like obviously this is a very <laughs> city centric thing that I'm saying. Um, uh, yeah, you can send deliveries there, and if you're showing up to walk the line and support, make sure you find a picket captain. They usually have on a um, you know like a vest or a hat or something that identifies them as a picket cap- captain, and they're usually the mm-hmm. most informed. Uh, but definitely don't mix up, like miss out on talking to whoever you want to talk to, rank and file members on the line. Introduce yourself and where you're from. Uh, in the past, I've also brought along a fun playlist and asked if I could plug it in if they have some kind of like PA system or device. Um, I oh, brought awesome. Ch- I brought Chantless with me if they have a megaphone. Some picket lines haven't even had like megaphones that are bullhorns. So if you have access mm. to one, you can bring it with you. And mm-hmm. another good reason to check in. So one time <laughs> when walking a line uh, with Toronto Public Library workers, so this is probably around 10 years ago, I checked in, but I didn't really talk to anyone while I was checking in. So I was just filling out the form that everyone was filling out around me. And then when I went to go leave, I was told that my shift wasn't done yet. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> I like, oh, I don't actually work here. Like I, I'm Oshawa Public Libraries, I'm just here for support. So that Aww. was kind of like a moment, like, oh, this is why it's important to kind of, you know, I just kind of wanted to blend in. I didn't want, yeah. So that was that was about ten years ago. And just another, li- I think I'm going to talk about a few library strikes here. Library, like the cool thing about libraries is when they're ready to go, like they're ready to go. And um, I've seen at Mississauga when they were on strike, the Mississauga, Mississauga library workers. 
they um, took their story times outside. So kids, oh, cool. story, ah. so kids would attend picket line story times. It was really cool. That's neat. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. Um, folks can also bring donations such as sunscreen during like the summer months, gloves, dry hats, uh, socks, scarves, and more for the cooler months. Or if it's been rainy out, also if you have an umbrella, that might also be a good thing to bring. Um, and then also if you're from another union local, you could also bring your union flag as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've done that. Yeah. And when I uh, went to New Brunswick last year, I packed my suitcase full of uh, hats and mitts and scarves because it was in November and New Brunswick is cold. Um, <laughs> and uh, the workers like really appreciated them. And then uh, last week I was chatting with um, OSBCU President Laura Walton, who was also a former guest. Mm-hmm. And she was mentioning that while food donations for the line and the folks who are on the line at the time are lovely, another way of showing support and helping striking workers is to arrange food drives. Um, so since many of these workers are only collecting strike pay, the extra groceries are really like much needed and incredibly appreciated, especially if they have families at home, mm-hmm. um, you know, so, e- or, or even like if you're going to do a food drive, of course, like keep in mind, it's like non-perishable things. Right. Yeah. That's, yeah. I mean, it's so good that she mentioned it because, you know, it's not just individuals and locals who can do this either. It's, you know, labor councils and QP councils or, divisions could communicate and coordinate and use their resources to get the word out Mm -hmm. there so there can be much more support because you never know how long a strike will be and Mm -hmm. every year uh, with Durham Northumberland QP District Council we sponsor a holiday family uh, but we also see if there are any needs or requests from Operation Christmas Cheer. Yeah, and it was through the Durham North Humberland QP District Council where I actually learned about Operation Christmas Cheer, and it's an incredible organization. So a bit about the group, and I'll just read directly from their website. Everyone fighting for their rights on a picket line deserves to know that they are not forgotten and that all of organized labor is cheering them on. This is what Operation Christmas Cheer does. Every year we have one mission. Make sure every union member walking a picket line in Ontario receives Christmas food hampers packed with everything they need for a family Christmas dinner, grocery gift cards to buy what they need, toys for every child, and lots of goodwill and solidarity to help lift spirits and cheer them on one day longer. That is so great. Oh, that just like gave me chills. What a great organization to support. Yeah, I got goosebumps too. Yeah, that's just so nice. And I think the way at least like you said, it was was very also impactful. It was like, at least you should be the (laughs) spokesperson. Great job. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll link their website to our show notes if anyone, uh, in case anyone wants to check it out, uh, if they got chills like we did. Definitely. And, uh, you know, QP Ontario will often host holiday dinners if a local in Ontario is on strike. Um, Also, uh, at the QP Ontario offices, I've often seen uh, food banks um, and and collections for food, once again, non-perishable food donations, also including things like personal items, menstrual products that can be donated as well. Um, And they've organized family sponsorships for the holidays, similarly to Operation Christmas Cheer one year. Uh, the local uh, that I was in, uh, QP960, sponsored a family who had been on strike in Bonfield, Ontario, mm. and it had been over 100 days um, on strike at the time. So QP Ontario facilitated family sponsorship uh, for gifts and food hampers. And we just received a list of everything to buy for the family and, and sent it to them. And then they got it to the family where there was a big event. And I seem to remember they made the mayor the Grinch somehow. It was like, no oh, way. Yeah, it was like the mayor. <laughs> 
mayor who stole Christmas, but we're bringing Christmas there anyway. Yeah, it was pretty no cool. No way. Oh, That's I so love awesome. that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, creative picket line actions are always needed, and what a great way to show support. If you or your local has the means, grocery and personal item donations for the workers can go so far, as well as just general fundraising. Locals or individuals wanting to support picket lines could also look into providing child or elder care. Many workers need to take care of their kids or others who depend on them while on strike, so it can go a long way to help arrange collective caregiving. And actually, uh, I believe it was QB3903 during their strike. They actually had like a child minding section um, within like their picket line. Like I think it was somewhere in the university, but they actually organized like child minding, which was really cool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we just shared a bunch of ways that you can support workers who are on strike. And if we missed any or if you have any additional ideas, feel free to share them with us by emailing info at qp.on.ca. Next, I was thinking we could talk about back-to-work legislation. And for Mm -hmm. folks who don't know, back-to-work legislation is a form of anti-union legislation that unfairly allows federal and provincial governments in Canada to end a strike by forcing arbitration or new contract workers without negotiation. Yeah, back-to-work legislation silences workers and undermines their right to strike. And as mentioned by Judy and Larry Haven from the Canadian Centre for Policy Alternatives, back-to-work legislation is a threat to democracy. Yeah, definitely. And according to the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms, workers have the constitutional right to collective bargaining and striking. So this means that when the government chooses to legislate workers back to work, they're actually siding with the employer. And oftentimes the government will say that they need to legislate workers back to work because those workers are providing essential services. But if these workers are so essential, then that means that employers and the government should be respecting the workers and listening to them at the bargaining table. Absolutely, Brittany. I also wanted to mention that a huge myth that, I heard, that I've heard time and time again is that unions and workers are always on strike. But the truth is that strikes are an absolute last resort during collective bargaining negotiations. Mm-hmm. Also, most collective bargaining negotiations don't actually end in strike action. Workers just want to be able to go to work, do their jobs, and be able to make a living wage and have access to health, dental benefits, and better working conditions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great myth debunking. It's also important to note that the only time workers actually go on strike is after a democratic vote, where all workers have the opportunity to vote on whether or not they want to strike. Well, I should say a legal, a legal strike. Um, mm-hmm. And even before the vote takes place, there's also lead up time and union meetings where workers have a chance to voice their opinions and discuss amongst themselves on whether or not they would even consider going on a strike. Yeah, and striking is definitely not something that we as workers take lightly. So for strike votes, the aim is to always ensure a super majority of workers are in favor of strike action. So this ensures that the workers feel confident, empowered, and supported by one another in taking this action. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And despite all of the time, energy, discussions, and resources workers put in order to move forward with strike action, we've sadly seen many workers legislated back to work by liberal and conservative governments. Mm. The ones that I most vividly remember are the 48,000 CUPW Canada postal workers who were legislated back to work in June of 2011, the 21-week-long QB3903 strike that involved workers on the York University campus who were legislated back to work 
on July 25th, 2018, and the 12,000 Ontario college workers that worked at around 24 colleges that were on strike for about five weeks, and they were legislated back to work in November of 2017. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's angering and devastating that all of these workers and more were legislated back to work. And in the past, an NDP government has promised to never use back to work legislation. But, you know, despite what any government promises and despite back to work legislation, we always see workers continuing to organize and continue to push for stronger labor standards for all workers. Yes. And so we've been talking about how it is a hardship to be on strike in so, so many ways, um, especially financially. So many unions do have strike pay, but it is typically less money than what the members are used to making when they're working. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, I mean, we'll speak because this is the QP cast. We'll talk about (laughs) national strike fund, but I'm sure we have listeners from other unions where Mm -hmm. every, uh, because unions are such a transparent and democratic organization, this information is not, or should not be difficult to find on um, websites just by like Googling Mm -hmm. the name of your union and strike fund. So QP national strike fund ensures that every QP member and local, whether on strike or locked out or facing a strike or lockout has the union's full backing. So the fund provides strike pay, as well as funding for campaigns to pressure employers to avert or end a strike or lockout. Mm -hmm. For each calendar week, the maximum strike pay is $300 for a minimum of 20 hours of picketing or completing other assigned duties. This is tax-free, by the way. So starting with the eighth week of the strike, strike pay is increased to $350 per week for a minimum of 20 hours of picketing or completing other assigned duties. Starting with the 12th week of the strike, strike pay is increased to $375 per week. And starting with the 16th week of the strike, strike pay is increased to $400 per week for a minimum of 20 hours of picketing or completing other assigned duties. Yeah, and it's really not unusual for workers on strike to have to pick up a side hustle, but usually if locals know that they might be going on strike, they'll send out financial aid information ahead of time, and they'll create a hardship fund to support members who may experience financial hardship during a strike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was talking about library worker strikes before. <laughs> yeah. As a side hustle, so the the library workers at Essex County um, we're on strike for a very long time. I want to say nine mm-hmm. or 10 months. And oh, uh, wow. one library worker um, decided to write books while on strike. And no way. Published yeah, so <laughs> became a published author of uh, some teen literature. Pretty cool. Um, wow. But yeah, going back to um, financial hardships and financial aid information, QP actually has a form letter that striking members are able to send to financial institutions and creditors notifying them of a strike and requesting adjusted payment conditions or or the like. And most financial institutions will help put a plan to deal with your situation in the event of a strike, which may include oh. allowing yeah, mm. payment reduction, uh, paying interest only. Um, so if you're a member on strike or looking at going on strike, uh, we highly recommend contacting financial institutions, credit cards, uh, you know, your landlord, don't wait until the day the rent is due to be like, mm-hmm. oh, by the way, I'm on strike. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Look up, you know, your legal, maybe even contact, you know, legal aid if you need to, or your union can help. A lot of unions right. print out uh, mm-hmm. phone numbers you can call. So mm-hmm. you're going to want to make a plan. And and some credit card and mortgage insurance actually cover strikes as well. 
Oh, wow. I've never actually been on strike before, um, and I didn't know that information, but that's all really great to know. Um, And some labor councils even have guides, from what I've heard, with numbers you can call or places where you can get additional support if you need it. We know this is a decision members don't take lightly when they vote for strike, and there can Mm -hmm. definitely be struggle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of struggle and and maybe where struggle started, uh, Mm -hmm. did you know that the first recorded strike and picket line took place over 3,000 years ago in Egypt during the reign of Ramses III? No way. No, I did not know that. Yeah. So apparently it was hereditary craftsmen employed to build tombs of the pharaohs in the town of Deir el-Medina. They stopped work for 18 days because they had not received rations yet. So they went on. Wow. (laughs) That is like worker power through the ages. That's amazing. Mm Oh, I have also heard of Spartan women back in the day who went on sex strikes. And I I really don't know if this is is just fiction or not. I've heard that too. Ah, well, it definitely may be fiction, but in the same vein, looking at sex workers and picket lines, the dancers at Star Garden in North Hollywood have been on strike since March 2022 for safer working conditions, and they're unionizing. Woo! I follow these workers on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) I, I love their Instagram, and I love the merch. They actually have fundraising where you can buy shirts. And different merchandise, oh. but they don't ship to Canada, unfortunately. So, oh. um, yeah, I wish they did. Darn uh, yeah, but their Instagram says, uh, standing for worker solidarity during a strike is just about the sexiest thing you can do. And we have extremely entertaining themes every week on the picket line. So, you can check out their picket lines on Instagram at stripper strike noho. Ooh. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah. <laughs> right now. I was like, I got to look this up. And uh, I see that like one is double, double toil and trouble, sexy witches on the picket line. Yeah. That is just so cool. <laughs> and so we, oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. This is so great. There's, they have a lot. Wow. This is a great Instagram. They have a lot. They've got 9,000 followers. Good for them. Yeah. <laughs> Um, We did talk earlier about the very famous Writers Guild strike, and I am sad to report that there were many famous scabs crossing those lines from Ellen DeGeneres. I know. I know. From Ellen DeGeneres to Jay Leno to Jon Stewart, all of them saying the show must go on. Shame. That's really upsetting, especially because I think earlier you mentioned Jay Leno like brought food to like a picket line before. Yeah, yeah, I know. Probably um, on his way to cross it, he's like, "Here's some food." Yeah, I gotta go. he probably was like, "He's probably like, I feel bad that I'm crossing this picket line and being a huge scab, but I'll give them some food and maybe they'll forgive me and write me good lines. They won't like uh, write me out of the show." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but a huge applause and solidarity to Steve Carell who held up taping of The Office because he <gasps> refused to be a scab. Yay. Another reason uh, to catch up on those reruns, I guess. <laughs> I love The Office. Yeah, I think it's a it's definitely a fan favorite. Mm-hmm. And That's also cool. let's not overlook global efforts. So India has had some epic picket lines such as back in 1982, nearly 250,000 workers from 50 plus textile mills in Mumbai were actually on strike. Wow. That would be some solid picket line action happening there. And and you're right, Elise, worldwide, there have been some amazing picket lines. While researching this, I saw the longest picket line uh, with the dock workers in Vancouver, England, which became a Billy Bragg song. 
and so many moments in labor history with workers holding the line. And I also looked through my own personal history and saw over 50 picket lines that I've joined over the years. Whoa, so I can't yeah, believe it. That's yeah. incredible. I know. It's a lot. I was like, wow. And I've, I've documented almost all of them. So that's amazing. And yeah. one of my favorites um, being with my local post- postal workers in Pickering. Uh, where Gritty, the good Gritty, I guess, <laughs> there was a Gritty on the picket line, uh, the Philadelphia Flyers, uh, their um, mascot. Uh, it was really fun. Like he was dancing around and they had Rage Against the Machine playing very loudly. So that, was oh, that is. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. And so we've talked a lot on this podcast about Starbucks and, and what they're doing for organizing. And, mm-hmm. and they have a picket line right now in Buffalo. And Billy Bragg just played their picket line. Oh, that's awesome. I know. That's so cool. Yeah. I should have driven over the border and gone. I should have gone. It would have been so neat. Well, we would love to hear your favorite picket line memory, food, or story. In our closing, we'll provide an email address where you can share or feel free to comment on QB Ontario's social media about this podcast. Maybe you'll even listen to this podcast while walking on a picket line one day. Thank you so much to everyone for tuning in to this episode of the CupyCast. As always, a big thank you to all the CupyOntario Ontario staff and, and our editor, Mohamed Akbar. You are all rock stars for helping us get this podcast out into the world every month. There's also a lot happening in the QB Ontario world these next few weeks, so make sure to check out the QB Ontario events page, qb.on.ca slash calendar slash, to learn more about the Health and Safety, Injured Workers Conference, Trades Conference, and the Women's Conference, and register if you're interested. We also want to remind you that if you love the Cupid Cast as much as we do, then we would love it if you could rate us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And if you have any comments or topic ideas, please send them to info at qp.on.ca. Thanks so much for listening. Sending solidarity. Mm-hmm.